Howdy pals. Welcome back to another episode of the Pool Box Pals podcast. My name is Monk, also known as Monk. And with me uh, for the third time, I believe this is your third time. I think so, yes. Third. Yeah, it's it's good old Andy Header. Hmm, hello. Hello. Welcome. Back on the show for the third or fourth time. <laughs> I think it's the third. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It might be the fourth. I, I, I don't. Didn't we do one of you and me, mm-hmm. mad, and then mm-hmm. all of us? Yes. I think. Yes, but I also feel like you might have filled in for me one week, but oh. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I should have looked into this. I did have the intention of looking uh, at like our our feed yeah. and just seeing how many times you're mentioned in there. But I mean, yeah, you're you're definitely our most returning guest, which awesome. I think. Yeah. So um, before we went live, I noticed that you had some comics over there in the corner of your desk. And yeah, I thought that was so cool. You want to explain to everybody at home what you explained to me? Yeah, I'll try to uh, angle the camera. So I bought at uh, a local bid board uh, auction, uh, antique desk, roll top desk from yeah. probably like 1920 or 30. And I'm just going to swing around here. That's like, dope. Yeah, it's really nice, and I had to clean up everything, but it's, like, real old-fashioned. Like, it has the things to pull out to, like, write checks, and it has, like, all the little, <laughs> <laughs> write, write your memoirs, whatever. Yeah. Little compartments, and then, like, I can push this up and down. It'll be really loud, so I don't want to do it. But uh, on the yeah. old file holder thingies where they would, like, you know, put their bills and stuff. So, like, why not put two comic books in there? So we got Duke and then an old G.I. Joe Transformers, which we'll get to later on. And I have a little... Right. A little what? Sorry, you broke up. From uh, Ninja Turtles, Krang. The Krang? Krang. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's. I thought that's what that was. Oh, look at him. He's definitely a little brain inside of a little. That's. Man, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, good job on that one, bud. Thank you. Thirty dollars, well spent. You know. Oh my goodness. Like wood and stuff. It's it's kind of smelled, and it did come from a church, and I found papers in the church. That I forget it was from Orangeburg, Pennsylvania, and it was from 1988 that the paper was put in the desk and still there. And like, wow, yeah, there's a church outside of Orangeburg, the the Red Church. This is, you know, I'm sure this is what everybody tunes in to hear about the local churches. <laughs> but uh, apparently, there's a you know the Red Church along 61. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Harley- uh, one more time. There's a Harley Davidson like right mm-hmm. behind. Yep. Uh, that apparently in that church there's a hist- like a written history of my family but it's only in german oh wow <laughs> yeah uh my fiance found that cuz she's all into like genealogies and all that stuff um and yeah she found that but i don't speak german but i guess like with, i could just use google translate and figure wow. out my history if there's such a thing as an app where you like take a picture and they can translate the I don't know. They do. Yeah, you can do that just through Google Translate now, which is insane. It is. Oh, we we got a shout out to your desk from uh, last week's guest. Uh, It says that desk is uh, Tom or T.C. Pescatone, whose name I spelled wrong in our original thumbnail. Um, But he says that desk is awesome. Also, intro intro song is such a brain worm, more local church content. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's... There was a key in the desk too, so I probably could have got in the church in the mm, Maybe we came from the same church, and you we could I could have sent you in there to get my history. <laughs> I 
I need Monk's family history, please. And that. Yeah, that's what I'll take for thirty dollars. <laughs> that's what it's worth. Um, oh man. Well, hey, do we uh do we want to stop beating around the bush and dive into the comics we got this week? Sure. Yes. Because I, I I made it to my store and you made it to my store because we go to the same store. Yep. And it's always nice to. I mean, we don't really see each other much down there anymore, which is a shame because I go I go earlier now because I just go straight after work. Um, but yeah. I drive so technically I drive about an hour and 15 hour and 20 to my comic book shop every time that I go because I I work about an hour away from where I live and I like I said I just go straight there so it's just like a pilgrimage every week to uh to make it but I love the shop so not there's not a different one I'd rather be going to and plus then you don't have to go far to go home Right. That's true. I only have to go. I don't I really don't live that far. You know, I mean, you live about the same distance yeah. away. Maybe add a two minutes from my commute. <laughs> right. The, yeah. Or, yeah. To the comic shop. I mean, I don't have to go far because I work in town. So right. 10, 15 minutes, much better than the hour I used to drive years ago. Which old. Oh, re oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to do that at all. But I mean, comics are worth it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes if you don't want to get mail to your house, you want that experience of going to the store and looking at the shelves, which we all do, and then talking mm -hmm. to people. You you have to go. You can't you can't get that mail order. Right. Yeah, and i I think I think that's always been one of the things that I've one of the reasons that I never got into ordering comics online or even reading them digitally as much because I really do love the ritual of going to the comic shop, talking with our comic book guy, and just you know haven't seen what he's suggesting, what he's been reading, and then running into fine folks like yourself, you know? Yeah, I, I love that experience. And there's always, you know, two losers in the corner talking about something, being mm -hmm. stolen, comics, magic. I, and I, I don't know, I love that atmosphere. And then hey, someone's talking over here about some book that maybe you don't know about, and now you do. You know? Right, yeah. I will say, and I've said this on the podcast before, and maybe even when we've talked in the past, but I always feel like the lamest nerd when we when at the our comic book shop because there is a lot of people who are into like magic and like you know other more extensive board games and all that stuff and then i'm just like i'm just here to look at the comics and they're like it's like their baseline drug they're like you know full-blown addicts into this weird world and i'm just like i'm just getting the comics that's it for me yeah uh, just the comic please you know yeah. i don't or uh 40 all miniatures right <laughs> right yeah okay. or like like oh. I see, we judge the people. I'm like, wow, these guys are losers. I'm like, you know, look what I have in my hands. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least like they're like kind of building towards things and not that like comics aren't, but like they're, I feel like their world's a lot more like expansive and connected than like me just being like, I'm just reading these little pamphlets, you know? <laughs> I'm reading the self-contained story to myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of inner, like having an inner women's story between me and like a bunch of my friends and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, why don't you why don't you show us what you got? Okay, I didn't have a large week uh, last week. I had a small week too, so this week was a double last week because last week I only had two. So I got. Oh, uh, so I'll start off with uh, Chainsaw Man. I do get some manga. I've been into manga the past year, right? And Chainsaw Man is one of my favorites. So this is volume fourteen. I'm trying to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, pick that up. Uh, Birds of Prey number five. Nice. The DC, my only DC comic, my only Marvel comic, one of my favorites, She-Hulk, right there. Yeah. 
Nice. Issue 12. 12, uh, you say? Five as well. Oh, five as well. That's okay. That's where I got 12. <laughs> That's right. And I got Gunslinger Spawn, or just Gunslinger 28. So nice. uh, the, the very 90s action spawn book. And then uh, two that I picked up that I have wasn't getting at all. One one is uh, brand, brand new. And this is uh, Power Rangers The Return. And it's actually written by the Pink Ranger herself, the first one, Amy Jo Johnson. Oh, I didn't know that it was written by her. I saw that that was coming out. And uh, I have a friend who's, uh, I don't know if you know him, Alan. He owns the bike shop in town. Oh, if- I I've seen him, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he's he's super into the Power Rangers, and I was thinking about picking that up for him. And now that I know it's by, I might just wait for the trade. But I I think he would really appreciate that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I I paged through it. Like the art looks good, and the art they actually look like the original Power Rangers, which I'm only familiar with the original ones. Like I'm not a huge Power Rangers fan by any means. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll try it because the Power Rangers Turtle crossover was really good. I uh, I really loved the Power Rangers and Godzilla crossover. I I think that I'm going to want to go back to that because I've been really getting into Godzilla the past couple months. And I feel like when I read that comic, I was kind of I at that time would have been more of a fan of the Power Rangers, you know, and I'm talking very low fandom here for both of these things. But now have, have really kind of come on the upswing for um, Godzilla. Um, I don't know if you saw Godzilla minus one. Oh, I heard it's really good. It's a fantastic film. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. I don't we we don't have to waste time talking about that, but I would recommend everybody and their mother go see it. It's so good. I want to see it, and I heard they're what releasing an all black and white version now. Yeah, so, they that's the one that I saw. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's out of theaters now, so uh, you just have to wait. But honestly, if you like have an option, get it in black and white. It was it added so much to it because it's set in the 40s and i didn't know that so like the whole time you just feel like you're watching this old timey godzilla movie it's so cool that's pretty cool and he looks great like just mm-hmm. this godzilla looks awesome yeah I got right. one, one last book uh let's hear it i know monsters return of the thundercats and i got the shiny cover so it's probably hard to see here yeah but i can look. see <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty sweet though. I when you told me that you had read that, I uh, I had no idea that that was even out. What what publisher does that? I believe Dynamite. Yes, Dynamite. Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> On a very Dynamite move, can you guess how many variant covers there is for Thundercats issue number one? Oh, 16? More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, there is four pages in the back of variant covers. So like. There, I- Yes. Like just like pictures, not like open it here. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's insanity. Like Vampirilla, Red Sonia, stuff like that. They'll have like 20 different variants for like issue three, which makes no sense. This yeah. is obviously one, so they're kind of going all out. I guess sure. they're hoping, you know. Oh, yeah. Also, a Space Ghost comic is coming, which I'm very interested in. Oh, I'm interested in that too. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it looks like it's serious. Um, there's really no info other than the Ghost Rises. David Papos is writing and Jonathan Lau is doing the art. I'm not familiar. Okay. But here is uh, pages one and two. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Variant covers for Thundercats. And then we'll turn the page again. And here is pages three and four. Okay, so there's there's 25 on a page, it looks like. Yes. And so 100. <laughs> so... But this one has... Oh, but that one has... That one has more. So over a hundred. That's insanity. There's one more page. <laughs> so that's wild. There's like 130 or 150 variants. 
there's no need for that. Like, no. I don't, if it's the, you know, Stanley comes back from the grave and writes. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, I, that seems like it's more trouble than it's worth because you have to commission each artist to do it. And then, you know, are you making, is it financially comp? Like if you're paying a hundred, I may, let's chalk it down to 50. Even if like somebody, everybody did two, you still have to pay 50 artists and then hope that that covers, you know, paying for the actual comic itself. Yeah, and like now this variant was $10. Was shiny. Okay. And our shop had three different shiny covers. This is the main cover, just shiny, where they're all running. Like, that's the one I wanted, but I'm like, yeah, I'll get the shiny one. But, right. like, there's the blank. There's one that's just the symbol. There's one that's just the symbol shiny. Then there's, like, a, the symbol, but with no logo. I'm like, this is overkill. <laughs> yeah, that's insanity. Insanity, however you say that word. Apparently, I don't know how to say it. But um, you want to see what I got? Sure, I'd love to. All righty. I'm going to start off with this bad boy. This was uh, one of my... Uh, favorite comics from last year uh grit and gears is doing war between the dames uh i'd have no idea what this is about i have no idea that it was even coming out but i really enjoy this i'm ha i'm so happy that they're if you know if it is just one this one this is a one-shot special so i don't know if this is going to be the last of it if they're planning on going back to this universe for another arc but i really do love it it's just like this kind of like um ai in the like um, I'm going to say there will be blood error like the like uh, things are kind of settled out west. You don't have as many gunslingers. Everyone's just kind of going for oil and gold mm -hmm. like that kind of time. Um, yeah. So it was just a lot of fun to see um, artificial intelligent robots just kind of run around in, you know, that post gunslinger um, America. Yeah. So it'll be fun to, to dive back into that. Uh, speaking of diving back into things in two meanings. Um, I'm diving back into Pine and Merrimack number two, and also they're on a boat on the cover, which you can dive off of the uh, water. And written by Kyle Starks, who's mm -hmm. pretty he did um I read the first issue and I picked up the rest. It's about the serial killers that all live in the same town. Uh where monsters lie. Yes, I I just was up there and paid for my books. I'm like, I gotta finish that because the first issue was really good. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those ones that I would recommend just nailing all out at once because it's a very rapid paced story and it's a very good story. Um, but it all does happen very quick. Like, I don't think this comic spans more than like a day and a half. Like everything kind of just seems like it's just one afternoon. Um, I'm If they do a second arc, I'd be very curious where that's going to go because of how this one ends. But uh, I won't spoil anything for you. And then instead, I will talk about... Um, oh God, what is this one? This is called the one the what is this called? <laughs> I, the, I got all screwed up by the cover. Um, I, I've seen that the one hand, the one hand. that's what it is by Rom V. Okay, it does say that on it, but I wasn't sure if I was reading it right. I love Rom V. He does uh, the many deaths of Lila Star and um, currently coming out as rare flavors, which are both absolutely phenomenal comics and this one isn't this is with somebody the artist on this is uh lawrence campbell um which sounds familiar but i really do love the art for uh this is like very like mike didao jr inspired oh. it's like it's all very dark and yeah, yeah. so well I, I like it's like realistic and dark so therefore it's mike didao jr <laughs> um all right and then 
uh the next one i'm gonna get or next one i'm gonna sh uh, show you i think i believe that this is the last issue in this yeah it is the last issue in this run it is blood trick oh. number three and i've super 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 enjoyed this this is probably gonna be the first thing that i dive into out of everything that i got this week because yeah it is just uh top notch um yeah story like conan right yeah it's just about this like um it's about like this i don't know like a machine of a man that just devours like food and he essentially he's like eating himself into oblivion like he's oh, he's oh. eaten like all the animals in his area and um in the last uh well in the first issue he gets attacked by a bear so then he starts trying to chase after the bear after though he's already been attacked um and then at the end of the last issue he can smell somebody cooking meat on this mountaintop and so he's like that's where we it left off is he's outside of this place that's cooking something so yeah it, it's and it's like uh we'll we'll talk about a, a book later that didn't really do this for me but i really love very poetic and very flowy comics um there's one that i read this past week that i thought was going to be that but it was kind of deviated off of it but this is just like really everything i want out of a comic if i like i've read it very early in the year and it actually i think started last year technically but it would probably be on my my top of the list for sure oh, we're not in the very far into the year no i mean it's just i and also like just even like the logo reminds me of like my hardcore days you know like a, like a, a black metal band where like yeah and the fact that they had to like put the translation there you know <laughs> I, that is a lot of fun um something that's uh, fun in the you know not the how do you say this fun in the consumption way not fun as in the narrative way is uh dark spaces dungeons this is just like a really heavy story you know that's the only really way that i can put it but it's just been so good scott snyder and uh, hayden sherman are such a good team and yeah just been really loving this uh excited to get into that and then the last one that i got this week is i can't believe uh you're not reading this um and maybe you are maybe i you just missed it but beneath the trees where nobody sees no i don't i that one flew under my radar Oh, really? Do you do you know the premise at all? Oh, so the premise is that um, I mean, if so, this one, this covers a little bit different. But if you like look on the inside, everything just kind of looks like a like a kid's book. OK, right. But it's about a town. It's about the small town with like all these like human humanoid animals live. And uh, one of them is a serial killer and goes off like into the city and kills people and then buries them out in the in the woods very meticulously mm -hmm. and then now there's a different killer in their town that's actually killing people of the town so the the actual killer it's a little bear um he's worried or she's worried that um people are gonna find out about her doing all the murders because you know it's connected and and all that stuff but it's just it's you know this beautiful looking story but then gets like super dark and like gory at times oh i'll have to check that out i don't i didn't even see that on the shelf there so i don't know if it's one that you only gets a few copies and that's yeah it. i'm i'm it might be because it i think he was also under the impression that it was just more of a kitty thing and then probably didn't get a whole lot but i mean even if you just wait for the trade paperback it's one that you definitely are gonna want to read it's mm. so good check that out for sure sounds cool um 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, if you're in the chat, why don't you tell us what you got this week? But um, while you guys are typing out those comments about what you got, how do you feel about diving into uh, this joyful little one right here? Duke 2. Got a different cover than hold on one second. Uh-oh. I actually don't even know if I've like taken the time to soak in the cover. Oh, yeah. Um, Very much have seen this happen. I have Duke getting captured. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're both very good. Yeah. Good I, job. I like where this is going. Uh, spoilers for a comic that came out last week. But uh, mm -hmm. I liked how Duke is like the conspiracy theorist. Like, I seen a talking robot. No, you didn't. You're going to jail. You know yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting twist. So I guess we'll talk about this like in relationship to the Transformers uh, universe. I have them all. I came prepared. Transformers. Oh. If you're not, Transformers. that's a beautiful cover. Thank you. It's a, this is the first issue written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, who did do a power bomb. Mm -hmm. uh, book is so good, and mm -hmm. I recommend it to everybody. And it's only an issue four, and it is the start. Well, it's not the start, but. Uh, Void Rivals was the start of the uh, Energon shared universe, which is G.I. Joe and Transformers coming together. So there was one before this? Or yeah, there, um, it was like a Robert Kirkman book he was writing called Void Rivals. Okay. And I That sounds familiar to me. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, and uh, in that book, they find Jetfire, which is the big old jet uh, from Transformer, Autobot. Okay. And then that leads into... Transformers, but I mean, you could pick up Transformers one and not have to read Void Rivals. I I didn't skip Void Rivals. I I I didn't even know it existed. It looks familiar to me that now that I'm looking at it, but like uh, some of these covers, I could definitely like see how I wouldn't think that it was a Transformers related at all. Looks more like kind of like a thriller horror space book. Yeah, and I could see how my brain would just kind of be like, "Eh, I've read a lot of horror thrillers comic space books," it, you know. Sure. Um, and yeah, now I might have to print that out. The the first trade paperbacks either out or coming soon. I believe so. Might be out because I think that's uh, comes out. It says pre order on Walmart, so <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, anything to go by. But yeah, six issue run. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be picking that up because yeah, I mean, like I I agree with you. This Transformers is so good, mm -hmm. and. <laughs> Like the easiest and best way to say it, like mm -hmm. obviously the '80s cartoons are all like they told the story, but it was more like also like you'd learn a lesson on like how to be nice to your neighbors or <laughs> yeah, or you know that's always what GI Joe and He Man and everything would do. But mm -hmm. this more gritty, but without like overly cursing and lots of violence. I mean, there's lots of violence and people get squished and die. But right, but it it's not like uh, it's not like how do you say that like doing things to be edgy it's just like this yeah. is this is what would happen if this world was real you know mm -hmm. um there'd be a lot of collateral damage it would be and like i think one thing that i really like about this uh okay so now people at home might be wondering you know we t i said let's talk about duke 2 and now we're talking about the transformers so the reason that we're doing that is because the transformers uh set up this i mean again void rivals apparently came first but uh, Transformers in, I think, issue two or three, uh, Duke is, like, uh, commissioned to take down, you know, he's he's a fighter jet pilot, and he's sent to take down one of the Transformers, his, uh, you know, his other, the other pilot that he was flying with in a different plane, he died, 
and then uh duke was able to escape by just uh ejecting himself but then like he he got a a full shot of this transformers and the government's really trying to put a cap on it and make sure that people don't know yeah and then that's where duke comes in is he's that's why he's in this conspiracy theorist world of being like no i know they're out there i saw them the government isn't telling people about this we need to you know whatever yeah so it's kind of taking a more real world approach if someone mm -hmm. did because the transformers are aliens and right. uh, through starscream he actually gets the hit off the bazooka on the starscream then he gets away and, right. uh, <clears throat> yeah so that's why they they what a kind of blacklist duke and he's out of the gi joes which they haven't gotten to yet what the organization the joes are called yet it's mm. just army guy but now he's like blacklisted and he's out so um yeah duke's on the run and then issue two here he runs into uh clutch which is like the mechanic gi joe guy yeah <laughs> he runs into him and then he's like i haven't seen you in years and whatever and then right. that's kind of where then he gets attacked by two other joes that hawk who is like commander hawk of this unknown G.I. Joe, <laughs> uh, military operation, and he says, right. rock and roll, and let me see if I get the stalker was their guy's name. I'm not a big G.I. Joe fan. I mean, I, I watched the cartoon when I was a kid, and, you know, here and there. The last comic I read, I checked, was 2006. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, yeah, I pulled this one, too, because G.I. Joe Transformers are not the first time they've been together. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a, it's a, they're cool worlds to bring together. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess they're probably both owned by Hasbro or something yeah. like that. Right. Um, but I did, I, what did I, oh, what I wanted to go back to uh, the Transformers and say was that this, it, the Transformers seem like, I feel like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's get my thoughts on this. <laughs> so it feels like through the art and just kind of the way that they move that they're like uncomfortable and don't fit. Like they're just like, they're clearly uh, extraterrestrial. They're not of this earth because they just look out of place and like getting around everything is kind of looks like it's like, it's like, what the hell are these trees? You know, they don't seem to understand like earth and like squishy things that they call it. Like when the mm -hmm. first Optimus, he comes out and he steps on a deer and kills it. And mm. not to, you know, he kills a deer, but like to show that like he doesn't understand like, oh, it's not metal. So like right. that. Well, because the Cybertron is all metal and everything like that. So it's like, oh, this life is different. But Optimus Prime, he's like sentient. What is this thing? Sentient life is or whatever. Sentient life is the right of all beings or whatever. Right. All the good, you know, it obviously hurts him. He kills this deer and he tries to like bring it back, but they can't. So that's yeah. how that lesson, like how this world works. And that's definitely like such a Daniel Warren Johnson thing of like being able to show like the gentleness and brutality of just being like this thing is just so big like and this just happened you know like i it's like it's it's such a humanizing thing to just see optimus being like oh i didn't mean like just just that i think we can all have like we all can relate to those moments where we're like oh i didn't mean to do this thing and i really screwed up yeah you know and i like in that moment for him to just be able to sit there and like honestly like that for me like really helps me be believe like his altruism throughout like the rest of the comic where he's like no even if i die we're saving this planet like and i think he even says like we brought the war here so like it's on us to protect these people who we have inadvertently 
put in harm's way, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and it's the first time, like, there's been many Transformers cartoons. I've never seen, like, the realism of, like, taking a life un unknowingly and, like, Oh wow! Yeah, that would be because like if I was a giant robot and I showed step would know. I think he even yeah. says, picks it up and shows it the ratchet and goes, "Can we fix it?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like and it's I, I do I think my only critique of it would be that I worry that it's just too tragic because I like like a dad dies and then a kid gets shot and like and all within like two issues of each other and a deer gets stepped on which again is just heartbreaking um but i i i would imagine that he'll ro like rally and be able to like bring everything back together and like have the troops like come I don't, this feels like it's going to be going on for a while you would think because this is like the very base like this is like the transformers just came to earth and gi joe mm. is established but not really and then like but cobra's kind of doing their own thing because obviously Cobra commander one's out so right. like, the guys are around but like the, the Autobots and Decepticons are just starting to pop up like on Earth. Right. I so I I would say that I'm enjoying uh okay, so there's four issues of Transformers out and there's only been two of Duke. Um and I would say that I'm enjoying them equally so far. Maybe even enjoying Duke a little bit more because I uh it's not it's not that I have a you know a deeper connection with either of these. It's more of Duke just I like the story and the way that it's being told and like and but I don't think I would be enjoying it as much if Transformers didn't set up the this you know backstory of the whole thing that he's seeking out. So and then Cobra Commander is probably a low third for me. I didn't. I'd be with you. I think maybe it's Transformers Duke and then Cobra Commander for me. But Duke is so good because I wasn't expecting him to be mm -hmm. the outcast, the conspiracy theorist. Like right, but he's you know he's being honest. So. Mm -hmm. I, really like Duke. The art in it is good, but I believe I'm going to give Transformers the nod for the best art, which is... That's uh, fair. I think, I mean, the, the art in Duke is a little bit safer, you know, <laughs> like it's more traditional, whereas like um, with Transformers, it's just Daniel Warren Johnson doing Daniel Warren Johnson, which is always great, but I can see how that would be a, a slight turnoff for some people coming in cold because of how uh i don't want to say like out there his art is but his art is very like jagged and sharp which yeah. again fits into that you know what he's trying to do <laughs> yeah right um but yeah so i i i don't know why i still can't like put my finger on what i didn't enjoy about cobra commander i i enjoyed it but it wasn't like the best thing that I ever read. Not that these other two were, but they were very enjoyable, made me really look forward to everything else that was coming. But for Cobra Commander, I was just kind of like, mm, maybe because I feel felt like I've read the story before, because it's just kind of very plain, like origin for a villain, you know? I have that right here. That's such a better cover than the one I got. I don't think I have mine anywhere around. Um, the helmet look, I do love how he had the rag on his face like that mm -hmm. but this helmet one is pretty good but yeah I, I agree with you this one is the third on the list it is good the art is a little not for me i mean not that it's bad but like the whole cobra law thing which i was like i don't know if this is in gi joe if this is new it's mm -hmm. kind of and i was like okay well let's see where it goes but uh the, the, the intro which was also uh like a three or four page uh demo i guess you could say in the back of transformers and stuff this was pretty good i thought that might mm -hmm. be 
part of it was him stealing that guy's thing that looks like a cobra his tank. Yeah, and then he uses some like weird, you know, Cobra Commander gun to like blow him up. And so, like I like I said, I don't really have any like I didn't even really watch Transformers at all growing up. I didn't watch G.I. Joe growing up either. Um, and so like these are all new properties to me. Um so like in the Transformers, it's kind of easy to tell. So, sometimes it's sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard to tell like which one is which one, yes. you know, because they all kind of have the same color scheme and they're just flying around and like bashing into each other. I'm just like, which machine is bashing into which machine? Um, but then like obviously when they're in like their car form, it's a lot easier to like tell who's yeah. what. Um, Duke, I... I knew that the that clutch was like a pre-existing person just because of the relationship and like how he was introduced was like, hey, here's this guy, um, which didn't bother me because I felt like they did a really good job setting up his character. And like he's very kind of Peter Quill esque, or at least like how that's how I'm interpreting him living in a junkyard fixing cars. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, just kind of living like by this like uh, how do you say that the seams of his pants, you know, and uh but then at the end of it, they they set up like this mystery woman who's also in a jail that she, uh, that Duke gets put in. And I don't have no idea who that is. So I'm just like, oh, there's a beautiful woman just popping out of the darkness. That's that's great. That's always a good time. So the, the mystery woman. And that's why people are like, oh, you're going to get Duke too. his first appearance is the mm -hmm. marriage. So if you ever see the evil Cobra lady who's all in decked in leather and has glasses, kind of yeah. like black, black hair and glasses. That's the Baroness. She's like usually Destro, the silver-headed guy's girlfriend. Okay. The main... um, no, go ahead. Yeah, the main bad girl in G.I. Joe is the Baroness. So Okay. I'm going to see if I can find that. Uh, oh, I just typed in uh, barbecue. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's her. So, yeah, I think, like, I, I trust the comic enough to, like, not be, like, fan servicey. Because it doesn't feel like that now. It feels like it's just setting up. Yeah, that's the scene that I'm talking about. Uh, just her, uh, you know, being like, "Look at my curves and <laughs> look, I can, I can help you out of here." But there's um, in this jail. Yeah, just like oh, this, these are we're supposed to be in different jails, but it's the future. We can be progressive and put everybody in the same jail. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been enjoying it. I I don't know. I think I yeah. I, I think I do. I am liking Duke more again. I, and I'm not even like that big of a army guy of like, I like army stories or whatever, but this really isn't, this is more of like a guy on the run from the army, you know? Yeah. And plus there's the sci-fi aspect of the transformers and stuff. Right. I'm with you. Like, uh, I, I like GI Joe, but I'm not like I'm a real huge GI Joe guy. Mm -hmm. More because the toys when I was kids, like it's a robot. Now it's a car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great concept. I mean, yeah. shout out to whoever like initially created Transformers because they just they hit the I'm sure the lottery for, um, you know, merch. Yeah. What a boy in the 80s and now 90s and even now wouldn't want a car that turns into a big robot. Like, right. come on. Yeah. Or yeah, vice versa. But yeah. definitely good stuff if you're out there um, and you haven't gotten into that yet. I would definitely recommend. Uh, yeah. Giving that a good. uh a good dive into um, they did solicit the trade for transformers because of what we had issue five four five no i think it is five yeah let me see right here i have a I, 
It's issue four. Yeah, so okay. five out. I think next week or the week after, I got a sweet. Uh, I forget. Uh, John Boy Myers did that cover with Optimus. Um, because nope. I asked our comic shop guy. I said uh, the one guy was asking me at work about the trade, and I was like, I might be soon. So they did solicit it, and I think it's for May or okay. Yeah, so I don't know if it's coming out or if it's listed. So the trade will be coming out. I highly recommend if you like robots. And I don't think you need to know, you know, all the Transformers history or all the G.I. Joe, because it's kind of like starting at, you know, level one and going off from there. Right. All right. Well, we've spent enough time on the Transformers, but uh, who hasn't? <laughs> Anyways, um, do you want to dive into uh, the Incredible Hulk? Yes. So I, this is uh, from last week, Incredible Hulk number eight. And if anyone hasn't been reading Incredible Hulk, this run is a very horror-themed run where, like, the Hulk versus kind of monsters, kind of like the flavor of the week, like uh, Monster of the Week. Um, right. This guy I often get confused with Daniel Warren Johnson. This is Philip Kennedy Johnson, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. And I often, it's three names, and I get their names mixed up. Let me just make sure I don't get his name wrong here as I page through this here. Yeah, Philip Kennedy Johnson. He, and he also writes and does a lot of the art too, but Nick Klein does some more art. And like in this, um, there is a, I forget her name. It's like a, a kind of like an ancient like mother thing that's trying to get to the Hulk to resurrect uh, the mother of horrors that's going to bring oh, all these monsters and basically destroy the world. So it's kind of like Hulk and Bruce. Bruce is on the run from, you know, all the Hulk nonsense and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he finds this girl who's also like a, she, she has like a scar on her face, but she's like, she doesn't fit in anywhere. So she wants to run with the Hulk because she fits in with the Hulk because the Hulk and Bruce are both different consciences and the Hulk can talk and everything. But the, the art in this is, is really cool. And it, one of the cool things, I don't think there's any that like those writers in this episode or issue here. Um, it's kind he, of somebody in the sidecar. That's fun too. Yeah, girl, uh, Charlie, her name is like, oh, right. Hulk transforms. It's very gruesome. Like if you could see inside Hulk there. Yeah, that's 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 dope. See, being able to see Bruce Banner on the inside, that's really cool. Ideas of the transformations are like totally. It's not like you know my shirt rips and then I get jacked. It's yeah. like he'll start like doing it and then he'll rip off his mouth and like the Hulk will climb out of Bruce's mouth or like the one his eyes explode. And so it's always very gruesome and gory transformations. That's awesome. And that's like I've never seen this. Like this is so cool. And now and, who's doing that? Uh, Philip Kennedy. Oh, that's right. You yeah. Uh, Nick Klein is doing art, but I believe uh, Nick uh, Johnson does some art as well. Uh, but it, it is just, it's really like, it's kind of a gory thing. Like, here's one of the monsters he fights here. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, that, that's spooky. Devil, it's like, based off of, there's a whole write up in the back, too. The War Devil is based off of an African uh, mythology, like uh, this evil god. Yeah. That, so. It's basically it's trying to tra- chase Hulk down. It's not a, it's not a, like a, obviously there's not a whole lot of words in it and everything, but they're trying to get the Hulk to use him to bring about the end of the world by bringing a ton of monsters. And it's very, it's gory, but not like it's mainly the Hulk transforming that is the gory parts. But it, it's only at issue eight, and like I picked it up at one, and I've been on it. It's a fun read, it's a fast read, and I highly recommend the Incredible Hulk. Wow, that's 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 awesome. I like, uh, I can't remember what it was now. And so this comment is going to seem very vague, but there was something that I was reading that is like, um, it was like a very standard, like, I, I can't remember what it was, but let's say zombies. I think it was zombies, but just being able to see how like people are doing new things with those, like old, 
old tropes instead of just being like, let's instead of, like you said, just having him rip through his shirt, let's do something weird. You know, it's we're in a weird world. So, like, why does he have to only do it this way? So it's very refreshing. Like when you see that scene for the first time of him ripping open his mouth and the whole coming out of his mouth, like, yeah, insane. It's wow. How is it like? 60 70 years of the hulk and no one's ever thought of this like, right yeah or if they did you know like people don't remember you yeah know, right so it's it's totally fine to do something new that's yeah that's awesome um you mind if i get into one that i finished up this week or well i guess i finished this up last week but um this has been a comic that i've been enjoying since the get-go since day one um it is banshees number five is is what i read but um yeah the whole series itself has been very good uh i'll fill you in for for those of you at home that aren't aware of what this has been about but it uh there's a school there, there's some you know new girls going into i believe a university and in the past i think like 20 30 years ago something like that there was some girls who were murdered there and their mis their murder was never really solved and or if you know i can't remember if it was or not if they put the wrong person in jail i don't think that they did but um they yeah it was so how do you say this one of the the main girl is like walking along one day and then she gets spooked by some like ghost and they look like very terrifying to her they just you know look like banshees that's that's how what you know what they would be but um and this is a, a little bit of a spoiler, but I think that it's very important to the rest of the comic. And it is one of the reasons that I stayed on it and really loved it is that the main girl died, dies in the second issue. So then she gets to meet these, uh, the girls who were murdered there before. And those are like the banshees that were appearing to them, her, you know there's spirits that were left behind but, but now because she's crossed over or at least she's in this limbo state she can see them as they are their true spirits not as like the human eyes interpret them and so then it just goes on to this like uh case of like we have to solve our murders and we can do this together and um yeah it was just such a good enjoyable read i love i love a good twist or i love when i mean they yeah when you just killed the protagonist and just and like at the end she doesn't resurrect and that's not a spoiler or anything but i just think i mean it's a little bit of a spoiler but like it it didn't worsen the story for me that she's like oh she didn't come back it's like well no that's not what the story was about you know and people don't come back in real life you know so yeah it's just it was just a a great comic from the get-go to, to from this so the story is by david duanch and Jessica, uh, Jessica Balboni. Um, yeah, art is by Ricardo Faschini. The colorist is uh, Dam. Uh, letterer is Dave DeWanch as well. So, yeah. One more time. What what uh, number issue is that? That was number five. Oh, okay. Right. So that just that wrapped it up. Um, but yeah, it's from Scout Comics. It it didn't come out like consistently every month. But man, I was just always so stoked when I saw it on the shelf because I just. I just really loved it. And it was, yeah, it just delivered. So super happy that I got a chance to read that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got for us, bud? Well, 
I uh, my pull list last week was only three books. Uh, King Spawn was the other one, but I'm behind on that, so I didn't read it. But I mm. talk about what came out today: tra- or Transformers, <laughs> <laughs> another '80s franchise. Right. <laughs> trying to do something. Um, Thundercats number one. It came out today. I read it today. I'm again not the biggest Thundercats fan. I was more He-Man Ninja Turtle guy, but mm. uh, Thundercats are cool, and I was like, let's give it a shot. Um, for some reason, I think Mad really likes Thundercats, or at least I have memories of us when we were in college together of him quoting Thundercats or something like that. I don't oh. know if he's listened to, yeah, I, I, or maybe I'm just having some weird crossovers in my brain. But, uh, Matt, if you're in the comments or if you're listening, I guess I didn't even really say he's he's got some stuff going on, he's taking the week off and he's filling in, but, um, don't worry. Yeah, so I'm sorry about all that. Continue, please. So, uh, Thundercats again. Not you don't have to know previous knowledge of the Thundercats. I knew Lionel. I knew Mom, the bad guys, Mumra and Chitara, because of the hot cosplays. But um, mm. <laughs> this at a basement level, um, Thundercats are coming to Earth, but not Earth. They call it the Third Earth, so it's not like our Earth. It's another Earth. Okay. And trying to like establish. Because their planet Thundara, I could be wrong. There's probably some big Thundercats fans like that's wrong. Right, um, yeah, that planet gets destroyed. They come to Earth and they're trying to set up in a, a new world, basically. And uh, there's four of them. And then, but the one guy that's not in it is I don't know if you remember this guy I'm trying to show him in the corner. Schnarf. Yes, yes, <laughs> I remember Schnarf. Schnarf. <laughs> Schnarf. Schnarf. He's on the the cover, but he spoiler he's not in the comic. And I was like, well, I guess they'll get to him. Um, yeah. At least, I mean, at least they're putting them out there. They're not trying to hide Snarf's existence. Because <laughs> every 80s like cartoon had that goofy, wacky character, Orko, and then She-Ra had like an elephant with big ears or something. Right. Um, but it, it was a good, it just kind of, it's a quick read, and it's just them coming to Earth, and you find out that Lionel was uh, supposed to be a boy, but something happened to his pod during the space travel where he aged, kind of like uh, Supergirl. And Superman, how like Supergirl got there after Superman, but she aged. Um, right. So it's sort of like that, and then it kind of shows the big bad guy coming. But that's about it. And then something happens to uh, the Sword of Omens, which is the the classic Thundercat sword with the eye on it, with the cat eye. So mm-hmm. it's just I, I I liked it. I'm gonna check it out. Um, at least issue two. Um, I might stick with it. Um, but first for the first issue, it was pretty good, and I liked it. So why not? Nice. Yeah. I mean, I have. I man, was I even born in the 90s? But like I don't I never watched that much either. What did I watch? I guess I was like a Nickelodeon kid. I watched a lot of like you know, like Hey Arnold and Cat Dog and stuff like that. That's what my childhood was filled. Where's the cat dog comic book? Yeah, we need it probably coming, given their 10 years. <laughs> they'll do a live action like CGI one with just this bastard animal <laughs> running around. <laughs> We live in hell. Um, what? Do you mind if I uh, move on to a, another comic? So I I picked up this one because I always like to take a chance with like you know number ones that look interesting to me, which is again another vague statement. But this is this cover alone I think was worth the price of admission. Uh, it's Crashdown number one. I picked this up last oh. week. I am a huge sucker for both space stuff and also deep sea stuff. So this was like super um, appealing to me just again on the cover alone. But the the premise is uh, it's a pretty simple one that the um, that 
our earth is has become uninhabitable but because of where our technology is we're able to leave the planet and go find another one and they find you know another uh, earth-like planet that uh, you know you know thousands of light years away so they have to go into like a um a uh, like a uh, how do you say this i'm like just being frozen whatever that is um cryogenic state or thank whatever. you yeah, cryogenic is the word that I was looking for. Uh, and, and instead, I just said frozen, the movie. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so some of the, so in the trip, some of the people that were like frozen for the, um, to be a part of the team to like go and explore this planet, they, um, they wake up and, or not, they, they age inside of it, which they weren't supposed to do, but that there's some sort of, you know, mishap and that some of them get older, some of them are, you know, stay the same age. But um, the art is very interesting to me. It's just so it's done on like a black, black page. And then everything is kind of like outlined in white. Not I won't say everything, but a lot of the details are are in white. And I feel like that's just kind of, it looks very like neon-y, even though it's not neon itself. It's just the way that it it works like that. Yeah. Um, I will say that like, the writing wasn't the best thing in the world because there was a lot of like, just I, again, I'm a really big fan of like when you can explain the situation through either contextual clues or through narratives, instead of like, just being like, this is the, what happened, like, you know, in like a little side bubble. And again, like I'm, I can't write to save my life. So I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, criticizing these guys because it is just a pretty image, uh, pretty, indie comic from uh what now publishing and massive publishing but yeah i mean i enjoyed it and so it's about this team going down and being some of the first to explore this new planet and when they go down they get attacked by this giant sea creature um and i just saw the cover for issue number two and i would imagine that that's gonna be uh uh yeah it's on the the cover uh, it's looking like it's on the cover for like a bunch of these so yeah, so issue number two looks like it's also going to have a C guy. Uh, like, yeah, so I'm excited. I guess that's going to be like, you know, the big thing is them trying to fight this Kraken or whatever it is on this foreign planet. So I'll keep going. I'll probably give it one more read. Yeah, I mean, like issue number two. And if it doesn't kind of keep sticking with me, then I'm going to probably just drop it. But I, I really like the idea. Not that it's not one that's super original, but it's just fun to see what people can do again, like with old kind of familiar tropes, right? That that art style with the white outlines rather than the black outlines, that's that's pretty unique. I like that. It does mm -hmm. look cyberpunky kind of, even though it's not cyberpunk, but like that neon, like you said, right. stop. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. And again, like I really like I want this to be good so I can hang up this cover, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just it's such a good one. It is a cool cover. Yeah. Um, it's also like kind of similar to this other comic. I don't really want to get into this one much. This is Moon Man, but they are like a little bit similar. Yeah, the guy in the air, like all wrapped up. <laughs> Moon Man. Right. Yeah. Um, Moon Man was uh, really good. It's about a guy who he was on a like one of the first the first uh, spaceships to go to the moon in like you know forty years or something like that. Like this is set, I think, in the future, but he goes missing for like seven minutes. And then he comes back and he has to get like put into like, you know, um, he's in like a holding cell for like a couple of months. And then he finally gets let go. And it turns out that he has superpowers. Oh. So, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, 
uh, both of those were about equally as enjoyable reads. <laughs> so I guess it's good that I had them next to each other in the uh, the pool pile. But uh, anything else that you wanna you wanna shout out? Just real quick, I, I want to sure. shout. In this, I won't harp on it too long. Spider Gwen Smash came out a couple weeks ago. This is issue, issue two. Okay. Pretty cool. Dazzler. Yes, it's a pretty cool uh, premise in this. She's done doing her superhero. She's back in her um, dimension, and she just wants to go on tour with her band, the Mary Janes. And mm. nothing wacky happened. And they actually get on tour with Dazzler, who's like you know the Taylor Swift of that world. Right. And what do you know? What happens? A Hulk comes and destroys the concert. Oh no. So um, you find out that it's one of the guys in Dazzler's band, and someone's systematically trying to take out all of Dazzler's people. And gotcha. um, uh, what would you call it? The um, agent, the uh, like a tour manager, or something yeah, like that. Slash record agent person. Sure. Well, it's Black Widow. So. Oh, okay. So it's pretty cool how they're setting this all up, where Dazzler and Black Widow are trying to find out who's after Dazzler and why they're after, her and why there's Hulks involved, and why, um, why her guitar player, who's Rick Jones, who's like the Hulk's psychiatrist, mm -hmm. he's kind of like a, he's a Hulk. So it's very cool, and the art is very cool. It's very like a, uh, I don't know, hard to like a like a cartoony but yet dirty cartoony type of okay. vibe. Yeah. I, I picked it up and I was like, yeah, I like Spider Gwen, but Spider Gwen Smash, I it's only at, I guess issue three is probably coming out in a week or two. Uh, give it a read; it's it's really fun. So you would say it's a smash? <laughs> it's a smash. <laughs> I just realized as I said that I don't think like we've had one banger of the week this entire season so far. Oh, how about so? I mean, I, that's probably not true. Probably if I look back, that would be wrong. Um, but there's I've definitely read some bangers this this year, so I guess maybe we just forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the last one that I really want to shout out is I, and I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. Uh, I read the trade paperback for two graves hmm. from image comics and, uh, the, uh, it, it was the comic that I said earlier that I thought would be the one that was very poetic and like kind of flowed very well and, and told kind of like a more emotional tale. Um, and it does, but it's, it's. I don't want to say there's holes because that's not the right way to say it, but like it doesn't flow as well as it could. And it also kind of just meanders in like the same kind of pocket for a little bit. So the, the premise is, is uh, there's this girl. Well, I, I think the best way to describe it is to talk about how the first issue. So in the first issue, um, this girl is in a car with a guy and he's like taking her back to his place and on the drive back, she starts revealing that she knows that this guy killed somebody and was like, listen, we're going to, you know, uh, you know, you're going to get punished for this. And then like a death shows up. It's not like death itself, but like a harbinger of death, like um, somebody to usher this person into the like they don't kill people, but they're there for when they're they die. And um, so this guy dies and they take him off and then they I when I first read this, I read issue one and two. And so I thought that they were kind of going on like a revenge quest or just kind of like going on this journey to like kind of take out a bunch of people. But it turned into more of um, them going on a cross country road trip and falling in love with each other. And oh. then like occasionally like uh, avoiding some danger. And I the whole thing is very like trippy but also because of that, you're like, I feel like I'm missing things like 
there'll be a lot of times where I'll pick like between an issue and, and granted, I read the trade paperback. So this is all back, you know, reading these back to back. But I'm like, how did they end up here? Is this the same place as they were before? You know, like just trying to it's it wasn't very clear in that way. And I feel like, again, like towards issue four or five, it really just started getting to like you were just saying the same things again, you know? Yeah. Right, just kind of spinning in a, in a circle. So, um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say don't give it a chance. But if you're out there, like, because I, I did enjoy it overall, but it would, I just, it didn't hit as home for me as it could have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, you got anything else you want to shout on out? Uh, the only thing, the one comic that I'm looking forward to is one I get not to go back to 80s franchises, but <laughs> is taking over the Ninja Turtles at issue, I believe it's one. Well, issue one because they're gonna have one fifty. They're at issue like one forty six or something now, and yeah. then fifty. And then Jason Aaron takes over with the. It's not a reboot. Like there's still the same stuff happened, so it's not. Right. Like a but uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Jason Aaron, one of my favorite writers, and obviously I've been reading Ninja Turtles for a couple of years now, and I love right. it. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that's probably in May or June, maybe in July. Yeah. But that's that's like one big comic that I'm looking forward to. That's not like a Marvel or DC. I mean, it's Ninja Turtles, but my. Right. Right. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you you swinging by and, you know, always filling in and being a, a great guest. Always got a lot to say and a lot of comics to cover. So I appreciate that. No problem. It was fun. Like it was every time I did before. Which was the, the, yeah, three or four times you've done it before or who knows how many times. Maybe you've always been mad and he's never existed. It's, it's, it's all some weird like Inception type thing. Right. Yeah. You just you're playing a trick on me. And the, the leakage was the one you said about the Thundercats. Like he likes the Thundercats. And I really That's right. And I was just like, wait a minute. There used to be this other guy that did this. Um but yeah, thanks everybody for watching along. Thank you, Andy, for coming out and uh, hanging out with us. And uh, got some bad news that unfortunately next week, because it's Valentine's Day, we're going to be taking the day off so we can spend it with our significant others instead of talking about our other significant others, which is comic books. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, maybe we'll try to put up an old episode or something like that, but we won't be live here next week. And then Matt is also going to be off the following week after that. So we'll have another special guest. And then, uh, yeah, that we'll be back to normal, hopefully sometime next month. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the meantime, make sure that you, um, you know, give us a like, subscribe. Uh, you know how the Internet works. You know how podcasts on the Internet works. You know, we're like five away from 200 subscri subscribers on YouTube. So if, you know, if you're watching this for the first time or if you haven't subscribed yet, just make sure that you head on over there and do that. We would love to pop over uh, 200. Um, make sure that you check us. Normally, Mad does the the outro of all the stuff. So I'm just trying to think of what all do need to say. Social medias are all linked in the description below, including Andy's. Uh, so if you want to give us a follow on Instagram, um, follow us on TikTok, on whatever. We're, we're all at the Poolbox Pals on all social media platforms besides like thread and like some other some other things that are trying to take away from twitter which yeah. is fine because we're not really on twitter yeah. um yeah it's who well, let's not get into that anyways uh thank you guys so much for watching along and for yeah just leaving comments and liking and all that stuff it's always appreciated um check head, hit us up on instagram that's where we're probably the most active between all of us so uh 
yeah, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. If I forgot it, mad, leave it in the comments. But uh, yeah, as we say here at the, um, oh, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, just, just Andy, so you know, and a little bit of a spoiler for anybody, we do a post-credit tag. So the song is going to end, and then I'll pop back on to say something silly that I'll think about in between when the music is going. But uh, in the meantime, as we say here at the end of Poolbox Pals, make sure that you embrace your inner comics. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Smurf, 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 smurf. <laughs>